Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Survivors. Hello, Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, Broadway World. I'm Jason A. Coombs. This is my beautiful, amazing, talented quadruple threat of a co-host, Samantha Dawn Tutsolo. We are here. We're back for the first time all month in the studio. Samantha Dawn, how are you today? Hi, Jason. I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm excited. This is, like you said, this is our first episode where we're in our usual format since we've teamed up with Broadway Podcast Network, and now we're with Broadway World and and Broadway Podcast Network, and I'm just so excited and grateful, and hopefully, you know, our show is reaching more people, but... You know, Jay. I feel. I, let's shout out like what we've been doing with our with our carpet, with our round table. So that's been exciting too to have different kinds of episodes coming out. What's been your favorite so far? What's been your favorite part of our like switching it up and doing like a little bit of a different kind of episode? No, I mean everything has just been so different. So I, like, I'm enjoying it all. I'm enjoying the experience of just what we kind of were hoping to get to do. Like we kind of manifested this over the past year. So getting to do yeah. a cool round table and then getting to be on the, on the carpet, you've been on there twice. I've been on there. My first one was our, was our uh, theater world awards, which was so fun and exciting and such an honor to be part of this community. And yeah, Shout out to Broadway World and to Broadway Podcast Network for having us and letting us expand in multiple, yeah. multiple ways. Yeah. What's your temperature check? How have you been feeling? I am feeling good. It's a good month. We've been doing so much. It's Pride Month. There was Juneteenth this week. Everything's just been really positive. We're working hard. We're hustling as usual. And yeah, I mean... Life's too short to not try to enjoy it the best you can. So there's always going to be those tough moments. But when yeah. you wake up and it's a good day, got to acknowledge that it's a good day. Yeah. We're just yeah. enjoying the ride. And that is directly quoted from Tony Award winning best musical, Kimberly Akimbo. Shout out to Kimberly Akimbo. Wow. Um, Jason, what do you think of the Tonys this year? You know, in the new format and the new space. I I enjoyed it. I mean, we love award shows, right? We're we're suckers for that. And I was trying to do the live tweeting on our behalf because I know you were at a party for Kimberly Gumbo, but I was home and I was trying to do the live tweeting, try to get our Twitter followers up. 
but it was hard. <laughs> you know, I don't even think I have the Twitter app on my phone anymore, just to be honest with you. So I cannot so, help with the Twitter aspect of our partnership. If I tweeted something crazy, then you know it was me. It wasn't Samantha. It was definitely me. <laughs> yeah, and not me. Um, I want to say that I really enjoyed this show in a lot of ways. I thought the performances were great. I thought the flow was great. I thought... Ariana did an amazing job. And I also think yes. the opening was so beautiful. And dance is such a, a vital part of the Broadway community. And I do feel like it's not overlooked, but kind of overlooked sometimes. So, you know, having the show open with a dance focused opening was so beautiful yeah. to see. Be so great. Which leads us, you know, and, and we'll chat more. But our guest today, Lisa Feingold, is an amazing dancer as well. So we're just breathing in all of the dance, you guys. Yes. And Alex Newell. Remember we saw Shucked and after that number, we were like, yep, win that Tony. We were like, <laughs> um, just give the Tony to Alex now. <laughs> That's so crazy. We were just like, like, I think everyone's, everyone's jaw was on the ground, like in that theater. I feel like that was gonna be a standing ovation but i think everyone was nervous because it was like in the middle of the, like literally in the middle of like the first act i think people like, wanted to stand up but like it was just like this weird energy like everyone was just floored by that so yeah yeah um, alex isn't real <laughs> um you know a lot of great winners it was it's such a great season there was so that like i really went into this show saying like i have no idea what's gonna happen it could go so many different I ways <laughs> um what'd you say besides alex well yeah well alex. even even <laughs> alex because um justin cooley and kimberly akimbo and and there were so many other great contenders contenders yeah, uh, nominees that is just like tough you know you never knew what you never know what's going to happen on these nights but you know i feel like the love was spread out and Top Dog Underdog won, which was great. We just interviewed Yaya on the carpet for the Theater World Awards. So we were we were rooting for our people and Parade won. Shout out because, you know, we had Michaela on the show. We had Alex, um, who plays Jim Connolly. So, you know, yeah. we were survival jobs was represented, kind of. <laughs> 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 kind of yeah cool so we jump into our girl lisa feingold yeah so lisa is amazing i've known lisa through friends for years and years and years i think i first met her on the wicked tour in 2016 when robin de jesus one of my bffs was also one of my bffs like how stupid <laughs> um anyway robin was on the tour and i had gone out to boston to see him and i met lisa and i remember i really remember seeing her being like wow that girl is amazing. Uh, and then I've run into her a bunch through years. And every time I see her, I'm like, you have to come on the show. And she finally did. Uh, so we had a really, really great, great time talking to her. For sure. For sure. And I got to meet her for the first time. And she's so lovely, so personable and has such great hair. Which I, which I <laughs> she does. Yeah, such great hair. Uh, cool. Should we say her bio? Yeah, sure. You want to take it or you want me to take it? Yeah, I can take it. Yeah, so, take it. Gold is, <laughs> no, you're good. You're excited. It's a great episode. Uh, is our dance, not our dance captain. What am I saying? Am I in Wicked? What am I 
Who am I? Who am I today? The wicked playbill. <laughs> you basically are just the wicked playbill. Oh yeah, right. Um, no, but Lisa Feingold is a dance captain, swing, and the witch's mother slash midwife understudy. Her Broadway credits include Head Over Heels, Rock of Ages, tour credits, national tour credits include Hamilton, Wicked and More, and Off-Broadway Trip of Love. She's a graduate of Boston Conservatory, and she always wants to thank her supportive family and her wonderful friends and all that jazz. So you bring it in? Bring her in? Let's bring it in. Can I say something really quickly before we go in? Yeah. When I went to WestCon where we met, um, I I auditioned to go. I auditioned to go to Boston Conservatory, and I did not get in because I cannot sing. Used to think I could sing. I can sing, but I can't sing like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. and in the first couple of months at Western Connecticut State University, I was at a party, underage drinking, and I told everybody that I got on the wait list at Boco, which is not true. And so I just think that's a funny story and a lesson to us all. We don't need to lie about where we get into, but I just thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. This was Elisa's episode. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. All right, Lisa, welcome to Survivor Dog the Podcast. We're so happy to finally have you on. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay. Oh, well, this is so exciting. I feel like I've seen you around the city so many times, and I'm like, Lisa, you have to come on the show. So, like Jason said, we're so happy to have you. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of Wicked to talk about, a lot of Hamilton to talk about, a lot of fun to talk about. This is fun as well. Everything we talk about is fun, but this is called Survival Jobs. <laughs> so, we got to kick it off talking about Survival Jobs. So do you have like a favorite survival job that you can share with us? You know, I think my weirdest and probably favorite survival job happened before I even moved to the city. It was when I was back in Florida, right before I started college. And I was actually a pedicab driver on the beach. And uh, it was really, yeah, it was really fun because, you know, I didn't have like a manager with me. It was just like, me and the bike on the beach. Um, So I got to see a lot of beautiful sunsets. And then I kind of like, I made a good amount of money because I kind of used my, um, my stature as an advantage. Like I'm a petite woman. So, you know, I get like three full size adults in the back of my pedicab and they would always be like really impressed that I could, you know, cart them around. So uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and then, but I think That's there was so something iconic. sketchy. <laughs> totally. But I think there was something sketchy going on because one day I showed up for work and like the pedicabs were gone. And it was like, oh, I guess oh. we're just, we're just not doing this anymore. It was very strange. No and then, notice? No notice. I showed up like ready to get on the bike and they just weren't there. And then <laughs> I got an email later that night like, oh, uh, yeah, we had to like move to Miami. I was like, okay, something strange is happening. Something you weird is going on. an underground drug deal session? Maybe. 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 Yeah. But it was fun. Um, another weird survival job that I had, this was also before I went to college. I was Elmo at Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida. Um, it was supposed to be a two-week gig. I did it for three days and I quit. It was the most horrific experience oh, of my no. life. <laughs> yeah. It was like I had auditioned to be a dancer for them because they had this like 
summer nights at Bush Gardens and they would hire more dancers for the summer season. And I came and auditioned, but I think they already had all their spots filled and they were like, but you know, you're the perfect height for Elmo. So if you want to do that for two weeks, they're like, you'll do that for two weeks. And surely someone will get injured. One of our dancers will be out and then we'll find you a position. And I was like, I was like, all right, well, I'll try anything once. So I did. And it was, it was awful. It was really bad, really, really bad. But you know what? Those experiences, they really make you stronger. They develop that like character. Um, So I don't regret it, but I wouldn't do it again. We'll say that. Wait, Bush Gardens is where again? Tampa, Florida. And you were in an Elmo costume in Tampa, Florida? Yeah, like full oh. Elmo. And and But it wasn't like a nice Elmo costume. Like the head, the head was built on top of a bike helmet. And the the feet were like built on top of these like huge New Balance sneakers that were probably like a men's size, like far too big for me. Um, yeah, it was what? it was really wild. Yeah, and I wasn't even like in a show. I wasn't dancing Elmo. Like I, they would come like bring me outside to this like outdoor little thing, and children would come and take pictures with me, and. Um, I had a handler who was also a photographer and they'd be like, Hey Elmo, like, how you doing? Are you doing okay? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Because people like pass out because it's so hot and you're in that big costume. So I'd be like, I'm okay. And then we'd keep going. And then they'd take me back inside for like a half hour and then I do it again. So but yeah. How long I were you outside for? Probably 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. Wowza. Too bad you couldn't keep the costume because you could have just joined the guys in Times Square. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a really seamless transition. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, you know, the Elmo's in Times Square when they're in the subway, like holding their head. And I'm like, I get it. I feel for them. It's, um, it's claustrophobic in there for sure. But um, you're kind of mean, though. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) no, that thing puts you in a mood. Like I remember, like I'd be like, like posing with children, but this I'd be like, (laughs) I hate this. Like crying, like silently crying, but like being like, Elmo. It was a lot. It was a lot. That's why I only did it for three days. I was like, I can't sustain this. There's no way. That's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not yeah. laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the preposter, how preposterous this is. That yes, wow, fully, fully. Oh my goodness! Well, I'm glad you only did it for three days. I'm glad you didn't pass mm-hmm. out. I'm glad you were okay. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank you. Of course. Uh, do you have like the first show that you ever did that was like okay? I kind of love this theater thing. I think I want to make this a profession. You remember what show that was? I do, I do. I did a production of Fiddler on the Roof at the um, community theater in my hometown. It was called Eight O'Clock Theater in Largo, Florida. And I played Bielka, Telvia's youngest daughter. I think I was like 10 years old playing a five-year-old, which seems, you know, that's what happened to me a lot because I was so small growing up. Um, But I really, I really loved it. And the choreographer of the show she owned a dance studio and I had, I really vibed with her. We had a really great connection. And um, after that show, I started taking classes at her dance studio and that was kind of how it all started and how I more like took dance more seriously. And it really stuck from that point on for sure. 
Wow. I love Fiddler on the Roof. And you said Bjelka, and I was like, I know this. I was you golden know. in high school. So, like, hello, daughter, you know? Yeah, <laughs> mama. <laughs> and I, I, I grew up with that movie, too. Like, I was... I feel really fortunate. My parents introduced me to musical theater at a very young age. Not that they thought like I was going to go into it, but I think they just thought like, this is, they, these, this is really nice to show a child, like the classic movie musicals. And um, it really made an impression on me. And I just, I think I knew that I, that's what I wanted to do because it just seemed so fun and so magical and yeah sure is fun and magical <laughs> so you fell in love with theater and fiddler on the roof and you've since now had like such success you have this great career you've toured a ton and so i want to talk about touring life for a minute um you toured with wicked is that right did i just make that up no wicked no. and hamilton and um, mm -hmm. others so i imagine touring life is tough so if you could tell us what you miss the most, like what was magical about touring life and what's something that you're like so blessed to never have to deal with again? Sure. I mean, I miss, I miss the community of touring. It's sort of that like family out of necessity bond that you make with your cast because you are living together, working together, traveling together, playing together. So it is just like nonstop um, and you just form the strongest bond. And I do miss that. Um, and I've made lifelong friends that I cherish from, I think every single tour I've done, like I've always come out of it with a beautiful friendship that I still keep and cultivate and, um, love. So I miss that. I miss the community. I miss that, that, that bond is different from any other bond that I've ever experienced. I'll say like even different from like childhood friends, college friends, there's something so strong about a group that tours together um, for better or for worse. You know, you go through things. It's like a family. Um, and then I would say the thing that I'm so grateful is that I get to be home in New York city with my wonderful boyfriend and all my things. And I get to see my friends and just like live, live a real life. Like that is, um, that is so, so fulfilling to me to be able to say like, cause you know, we work hard. I, I work hard and it's nice to be able to get away at the same time. You know, that's the thing about touring is you really can't escape. It is like the show is your world. Mm. And I think part of the gift of being able to live and work in New York city is being able to compartmentalize just a little bit to try and leave the work at work. And when you come home, you can just be a normal person. It's actually something that I'm learning to navigate and that I want to get better at. And it's something I'm kind of craving is that work-life balance. But I think it's much more achievable when you're working on Broadway or in this, any city that you live in, you know? Right. And I can imagine too, like you are so such dance focused in all of these performances so on top of like the crazy dancing you do in these shows then to like pack your bag and get on a plane and then like roll the suitcase that must be like so exhausting absolutely i mean the craziest experience i had on tour i did um the non-union tour of rock of ages literally right after i had graduated college and it was an amazing experience. I learned so much. I got so close with that company, but I'll never forget the absurdity of 
like sleeping on the floor of a bus for seven hours and then getting off the bus and going straight into a sound check for a show that I was doing this for like two and a half hours. So the absurdity of that and the, um, the physical toll that that takes on your body and your mental health as well. I mean, but it, it was an experience. Again, I don't regret that experience. I think it, it made me who I am. It taught me a lot about who I am as a performer and as a company member, but, um, I don't need to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad who, I did it. For yeah. sure. And for those who are just listening, uh, Lisa was doing some really great hierography um, as, a, as an example. So you missed it. You got to watch the video. <laughs> no, but um, and you said that you have a boyfriend that's also a working actor that you get to be with in the city. That's a plus, uh, definitely a positive that you're like in the city with, with your partner who's also doing this thing that you do. Absolutely. It's so amazing. And to be able to support each other in a more tangible way, because, you know, we've been together for quite a bit. We've done a lot of long distance through the years with me being out on tour or him doing like an out of town tryout somewhere or a reading. So being able to actually be there for each other has been really amazing and so helpful. I mean, yeah, it's just people need other people. We need people. And, uh, really happy that we're having this this moment together now it's really amazing people who need people you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) so in wicked you you wear many hats you're the dance captain if i'm not mistaken you swing and you understudy two roles what's the most challenging part of that because i mean i i can't even wrap my head around that i would never be able to do that like i know myself <laughs> so i give you lots of credit i'm bowing down to you thank you literally, <laughs> literally yeah. right oh. so most challenging <laughs> part of that and then is there like a favorite part of of doing it like give a favorite like track or favorite part of that whole experience yeah i will say it was really helpful to have already known the show before i came into the broadway company um I was on the tour in 2016 in the same role. So in 2016, oh, I was yeah. the dance dance captain and crossover swing, which in the world of Wicked means I cover all of the women in the ensemble, which is um, 10 tracks. 10 tracks in the Broadway company, nine tracks on tour. That's so, crazy. Yeah, because it's wild. 10 <laughs> different dance tracks, 10 different spaces to stand. Sorry, absolutely. I just got shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and what's and what I love about it is that you know the ensemble of Wicked is is very diverse in skill set. So it's ten tracks, but you've got four of those. Four of those ten tracks are like hardcore dancer tracks, and then the other four. Yes, and then the other four are like singer mostly singer a little bit of moving and then there's one track that's kind of like an older character actor and then the 10th track is an onstage swing so she has sort of an abbreviated track and she's there at a moment's notice to switch into any other track were something to happen mid-show because she's like already in a mic she's already in her wig prep that sort of scenario so I cover all 10 of those um which is fun because it means that I always get to do something different, which I really enjoy. Um, I also think there's a lot of sustainability in that for someone who, you know, I'm not going to say an older dancer, but um, a, uh, a 
mid-range aged dancer to not have to do it eight times a week on a rake, I think is really helpful for, you know, keeping myself injury free, but it, it's definitely challenging. Like I had the, in the past couple weeks, it's been, it's been wild. It's been a wild span, but, um, there was one week about two weeks ago where I did seven out of eight shows and every single show I did a different track. So I did seven tracks in one, in one week, which was wild, but it was actually really fun. Um, my company was like super supportive and loving and really made me feel seen through that sort of um, chaos, slight chaos. But at the end of the week, I felt really accomplished and like I had done something special, something that I hadn't really done before. So um, it was really gratifying, really fulfilling. But you know, it is it is hard. There are days where you're like, oh gosh, I hadn't haven't done this track in months. I just don't want to run into anybody. I don't want to run into anybody. I don't want to mess up my costume change. Um, so with that, you know, there is the challenge of it. I think is always giving yourself grace because, and I'm sure you have heard this. Every swing says this. You're never gonna have a perfect show. You just can't. There's far too many variables to be doing it, you know, just like you're just doing it one night. So like, you know, things happen, but to be able to say like, you know what? I didn't hurt myself. I didn't hurt anybody else. The audience still saw Wicked, um, you know. I didn't even notice. Like <laughs> ex Exactly, exactly. A very dear friend of mine when I first joined the Wicked Tour, when I first joined the Wicked Tour is my very first time being a dance captain. And I thought they were crazy. I was like, there's nobody else who knows this show who can do this role. Are you sure? Like you really want to hire a brand new person to take care of your show? But they did. And um, at first it was very, very challenging for me to get over that sort of imposter syndrome moment of being like, they didn't choose the right person. I don't know what they saw in me to do this. This feels crazy. But, you know, eventually I got over that. But I remember my very, it was my, my debut. It was my very first time doing the show. And my dear friend, we were, you know, in places on stage. And she could see how nervous I was, how anxious I was. I was, like, you know, going through the whole show in my head, like, in, like, you know, five minutes. And she grabbed my hand. She turned to me and she said, Listen, no matter what you do tonight, no matter how hard you mess up, I promise you, there was no way that you can destroy Wicked. There's absolutely no possible way that your performance alone can destroy Wicked tonight. So she was Back. like, so just, just do it for you. They're not going to know. No one's nope. going to know. And honestly, uh -huh. that, um, that advice has really stayed with me um, through all of the shows I've done. It's like, you know, we can be so so hard on ourselves because we want to we want to give the audience the best possible experience but it's important to remember that we're just a very very small part of a huge experience and you know as long as you fake it till you make it the audience will never know that you you know you started on the wrong foot or you absolutely you right. accidentally went in front of that person instead right. of behind them you know that stuff is, is right cool in the grand scheme of things so yeah That's to, to jump sorry jay I was gonna, and also like how iconic it is that you get to do what literally millions of people want to do, you know, like you're living the dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm very grateful for that. And it's very, it's very obvious when you do shows like Wicked or Hamilton, just how much people love and respect these pieces of theater. And you can see it's the, the kids really, really get me when you see those kids in the audience and their faces are just lit up or you hear 
their laughter or like one of my actually one of my favorite parts of being um an offstage company member is that I can watch the show from front of house sometimes. So, you know, just to like sit in the audience and kind of be with them and to hear, to hear children respond to Wicked or Hamilton has been so magical just to remember and to, you know, be put in that place of like, oh yeah, this is so amazing for people. Every time they see it, you know, that is someone's first experience in the theater. Maybe it's their last experience in the theater. Maybe it's the experience that made them say, whoa, like I want to do that. I see myself on that stage. So being reminded of that from time to time, I think is really important. And I never, I never want to take that for granted because I think it's very easy to when you're in the thick of things, you know. I just want to jump off of what you said of like Wicked being this huge show and Hamilton and, and all these people's reactions. So these are like two of the biggest shows in Broadway history for popularity and, you know, word of mouth and the buzz. Have you felt an extra sense of responsibility or pressure performing in these two shows? Like that that advice you shared from your friend of like, you're not going to destroy wicked right uh do you do you feel that that's helped and and when you first started like hamilton even were you like oh my god like what's gonna happen um, yes <laughs> popular shows i i really wanted to sneak popular in there just to like make a little wicked yes <laughs> you, nailed it. you nailed it you know <laughs> thank you so much um yeah like i i don't know if that was a question but that's yeah <laughs> Absolutely. I feel, I feel a great deal of responsibility um, because these shows are so iconic. And also because, you know, I'm not an original company member of either, either of these shows. You know, I came in as a replacement. So to live up to the standard that past dance captains and past swings have set, I think is very important. And I've been lucky enough to be put into um, both of those shows by really by people who were so excellent at their jobs, like really high level dance captains and to be able to learn from them and to sort of take their advice and really um, sort of soak in everything that they told me, I think has been very important for, you know, my journey as a dance captain is being able to learn from the people who came before me because, you know, Everyone has their own way of doing things, obviously, like no one's system is going to be the same, but um, I thrive off of, you know, stealing the things that work and trying to improve on the things that don't. I think that's such an important aspect of theater is honoring, honoring the things that work and, you know, trying to make better the things that you see could be improved. So, you know, really learning from my community and, the people who have done this for so many years, I think is vital. Um, I wouldn't have survived otherwise. And also, you know, I always have a co-dance captain and I find it so important to trust and support and also be supported by those people. I've been really lucky to work with really incredible, incredible people um, who, you know, it's, it's, it can be tough, but I think if you lead with love and you lead with respect, you get that back and that makes this job um, easier, better, more rewarding, more full of love. Um, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I really, I, I love to take from the people around me, you know, in an honoring way, not in a, not in a stealing way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So love. Much. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that. I feel like that's so important in theater and, and, and in the arts, especially because it can get nasty. People can get nasty, you know, and, and cutthroat. And that's not what it's about. It's about, we're all here because we love it. So let's lead with the love. Absolutely. And I think everyone, a lot of that, a lot of that comes from individual insecurity. You know, the, the I think sometimes like the, the, the cutthroat nature or the competitive nature of the business can come from people feeling insecure and like they want to prove themselves. So I just feel like if you're, if you are making sure people feel seen, um, a lot of that kind of fades away. You know, when you respect people, they respect you back. So I think it's, it's a loop. You know, um, so I like to just do what I can to promote an atmosphere that is positive because I've said this before, this job is way too hard to do if you don't love it and you're not having a good time. So for me, that's, that's, that can be the most important thing because no one's forcing, no one's forcing us to be Broadway actors, (laughs) believe it or not. (laughs) Like we, we choose this. So I think, you know, we should choose to make it the best possible environment we can for ourselves and for the community. Because in the end, that only benefits the show, right? That only makes it better for the audience and for the industry as a whole, I think. Preach. Awesome. Well, I was going to ask you for advice, but that's such great advice already. So I'm gonna <laughs> thank you. Now. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm so moved by that. So thank you for sharing. And I apologize if anyone can hear that lawnmower in the background. Someone's mowing their lawn right now, of course. So I apologize. Zero lawnmowers. Okay, none. good, oh, good. Okay. Zero. <laughs> I was like, ah. But I want to know, uh, Lisa, is there anything feeding your soul artistically right now? Like another show that maybe you snuck away to see or a movie, TV show, a book, a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm really inspired by this this new Broadway season. Um so I think there's so much great stuff out there, so much that I would like to see that I haven't been able to see yet. Um, even just like the performances on the Tony Awards, I was like, wow, I have to see that show. That is so cool. Um, I love, I mean, I'm biased, obviously, but uh, yeah. I think Sh- Shucked is so amazing. Um, and it's so, so different good. right now from other shows. I mean, it's probably the furthest away from the kind of show that I'm doing, which is like, you know, spectacle and enormous. Yeah. And this in Shucked is more just kind of like pared down, like musical comedy at sort of its simplest, but also kind of most clever and um, exciting. And I just think it's a really fun experience in the theater. And I think doing comedy like that is so challenging and they make it look so effortless. So I am in you absolute really awe, absolute awe of that. Like, you know, I can sell, I can sell choreography, but selling a joke, that is, I think that's a whole different, um, that's a whole different skill set that, um, you know, I think is really, really amazing. Um, I'm really excited to see some of the new shows that really feature dance that are coming up. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, like Once Upon One More Time, you hear the dance is really thrilling. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Here Lies Love as well. I got to see it off Broadway and I had a phenomenal time. So I can't wait to see what they've done in like the bigger space. I think that's going to be really cool and I'm sure, you know, super innovative. So that's exciting to me too. I think I'm really fed by the like different 
types of theater that are happening and how the genre is changing. I'm always inspired that like theater doesn't have to be one thing. It doesn't all have to be wicked. It doesn't all have to be Hamilton. And I think that's great. Yeah. Like I think there is a place for all of it and it's all necessary. Um, So I just love that. I love the spectrum of possibility. I'm trying to think, am I watching any good TV shows right now? Well, I'm always, (laughs) I'm always watching drag race. Always, always, um, you know, being inspired by the art of drag. I think it's amazing. I think the innovation and the creativity that goes into what they do is just so special. And I'm so glad that drag has a platform to be seen by the mainstream. I think that's so important for education and for people to know that it is art um, and it is important and it is, uh, it is so necessary for people to be able to have a creative outlet. Um, so I'm always a fan of drag, drag race, drag in general, the art form itself um, is very inspiring. Going on in our country with like all these ridiculous bands and quotes, you know, like it's so- absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's terrifying to think mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, a certain sect of people could um, destroy a whole art form. That is terrifying. And, you know, the crossover because theater, theater is drag. So much of theater is drag. So to think that it's possible that, you know, I think of touring companies, to think that it's possible that shows could be going to certain places where a ban is an effect that says what you're doing is dangerous and what you're doing is, you know, whatever they think it is. I think that is just awful and terrifying. And art is so important in society. You don't have to be an artist to benefit from seeing art. I mean, I think everyone is an artist in some way, but, you know, Mm -hmm. the effect that it has on a community, I think is so important. Um, So to, to think that that could be taken away from specific communities, probably the communities that need it most is um, really tragic, really devastating. So um, yeah, vote. Yeah, exactly. Vote. Vote. I do want to jump in and say, going back to Here Lies Love, you said you're so excited to see like the dance folk, the choreography. I saw the invited dress. The choreography in Here Lies Love is so amazing. It's so it's so wonderful, this production and the way they've done it. So I did just want to give that a huge shout out. And everyone needs to get a ticket and go see it. It's so different than anything I've ever seen on Broadway. So that's so exciting. That is, yeah. That's so cool. Anytime there's something that it's like, you know, something that we haven't seen, um, I think is just, just amazing. But that's the hard part of being on a show schedule, you know, seeing, seeing the other shows can be difficult, but um, I think this summer I'm going to get the opportunity to do that. So I'm excited. Well, have a blast. (laughs) Thank you. Happy Pride Month. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Happy Pride Month. (laughs) Where did you pull that out? I love that little flag. I just I got where I got it from. at the ready yeah <laughs> props well, this has been so much fun I don't think we've told you but we always love to end the show with a quick little game just some trivia some funness whatever okay. it may be um, but before we do that let's bring it back to survival jobs um, this is a question that really kicked off our show you know, almost over two years ago. And I love to put it back in the show once in a while. 
So, Lisa, if you had to return to your least favorite survival job, which I'm imagining is Elmo, for seven years. <laughs> you have to be Elmo in Florida for seven years, but you can, once that, that beat of seven years is done, the Elmo track is done, you can come out of that and have your dream artistic life, whatever that may be, no questions asked for the rest of your life. You'll never not have that artistic stability. Would you go back to that job? Seven years. It used to be 10. I knocked it down to seven. <laughs> you, you did three days last time. <laughs> oh, from three days to seven years is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, you know what? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say I wouldn't do it just because I believe in myself enough to know that I'm going to make it happen without the um, the contract of seven years as Elmo. <laughs> Yeah. Seven yeah. years is Elmo. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, thank you again. This has been so much fun. Um, you've you've shared so much, so much great advice and so many great words. So I know that Jason and I appreciate that, and I know our listeners will yeah. as well. So since you've been, we've talked a lot about you being in Hamilton and Wicked, two of these major iconic shows. We thought it'd be fun to play a game called. Hamilton or Wicked, <laughs> where we're going to give you a line from one of the shows and you're going to tell us if it's Hamilton or Wicked. Now, I Love think this. this is like pretty like obvious, but we'll see. But if you get something wrong, then then that, then that comment's going to be so shady. <laughs> I'm like, this game is obvious and easy and you're like stumped. <laughs> All right, it's been a while, but well, no, I, I believe in myself. I got this. I got this. Yeah, I think you got it. Jay, you want to kick it off? Uh, yeah, so the first one is <clears throat> laughing at my sister as she's dazzling the room. Hamilton or Wicked? <laughs> Hamilton! Yeah! Wow. I was trying not to sing it. I was like, wait, how do I not sing this? Right. Because... <laughs> it's tough, right? Yeah. Okay, number two. I couldn't undo it even if I tried. That's not the, that's not the line. The line is, I couldn't undo if I tried. Wow, I'm stumped. Um, I couldn't undo it if I tried. Sorry, I can't read today, I guess. Oh, wow, I'm stumped. See, my comment was shady now. I'm so no, sorry. No, this is good. This is good. I totally underestimated this. Hamilton? Yes. Oh, okay. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Wait, when is that? This is Jefferson in the finale when he's speaking. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Um, yes, he says, "Yeah, I used to be. Wor I used to know the entire show word for word for it. I can't say that's true of Hamilton anymore because there's so many words. But the time I was working on it, I think I could have said almost everything. Yeah, um, his whatever is a work of, work of genius. I can't yeah. undo it if I tried." And, and I, I tried. tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Ooh, these are good. Wow. Okay. Oh, I'm well shocked. Done. Okay, congratulations, though. You got it correct. Thank you. Two for two. Let his blood leave no stain. Wicked, baby. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Okay, next. From your sister is always by your side. 
Hamilton. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, okay. This is the last one before the big bonus, but it uh, looks okay. like you don't need it. My sister and I were talking about you. Wicked. <laughs> this is good because there's sisters in both shows. Yeah. It's tricky, right? Yes. The first version of this game was only going to be lines about sisters from yeah. the shows, but then it just really wasn't working out. <laughs> so we had to get creative. Okay, and this is the bonus. <laughs> this is like one of my favorite lines in the history of Broadway. There are no more stairs. This must be the attic. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> I think I've talked to you about this line on the show before because it makes yeah. me laugh. It's like, <laughs> I don't, am I like just the only one who thinks it's so funny? There are no more stairs. This must be the attic. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. No or like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, you got 110%. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That was so fun. Your prize oh. is you have a VIP invite to the season three premiere party of Survival Jobs, a podcast. We have no idea when it's going to be. <laughs> I love we're it. Just Thank in you. Like, we're just like in a never ending season two, which is awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so great. There's so many people to talk to, which is like, that's amazing. We love that. Yeah, we're very lucky. We're, we're like just so happy. We're getting to chat with so many different artists and actors yeah. and from different shows and you're you so know, different strengths. Yeah, it's amazing. This was amazing. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Thank Seriously. you. I had so much fun. Before you go, would you mind just sharing your social media where people can find you and support you if they're new fans? Sure. My handle is goldenfin on Instagram. I'm going to be honest. I don't do a lot on it, but you can follow me if you want. <laughs> I, I post a picture in the Wicked costume every now and then. Um, Love that. Yeah. And if you are new to survival jobs and you're tuning in because you are a Lisa fan, as you should be, follow us at Survival Jobs Pod on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook at Survival Jobs A Podcast. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think at survivaljobspod at gmail.com. Follow my boy Jason at Jason A. Coons. And I am Sammy Toots. Lisa. Thank you so much. Everyone go see Lisa and Wicked. Hopefully she'll be on the day you're there. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 
At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.